2: Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag,
3: you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way
2: live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22Jiggy. Hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be <laughs> that uh David
3: song. Jiggy Blake It's all Jeff. It's a great day, man. thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting.
2: I'm, I'm Mike Massey and uh you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see yeah, a few of my drinks up there. Thank you very much diggy gagwire
1: i never knew what freedom was until i saw you lose yours
2: oh long before everybody was getting thrown off social media and all this other nonsense i was right there i was i was doing it when god was a baby my friends so we are gonna go to gary goldman he is gonna start us off today hopefully and we will see what happens here. I think I got the entire time completely wrong. But we're going to see if Gary will pick up. If he doesn't, I guess I'm screwed and we'll have to do this again. But no Gary.
1: You've reached the offices of Gary S. Goldman and Associates and Curb Appeal Consulting. We are not available.
2: Curb Appeal Consulting in the business. Or part of the business, or where's the business, or somebody's getting the business today, I don't know. Somebody's getting in the business, or I'm in the business, or somebody's in the business. Somebody's doing something in the business. Well, there's no Gary, so I guess we will go to the great Dan Perkins, and we will see if we can get Dan Perkins. And I believe Good afternoon. we've got Dan Perkins. Look at that. The biggest star in the business, as I like to say. And uh, we are. <laughs> comment about my weight or what? <laughs> no. yeah, I, Star of stage and screen Dan Perkins. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I am going to try to get IQ Al Rizzoli in here. And uh, then. Him, so he's there. Then uh, we are going. <laughs> I'm going to see if we could get our guest in here, which should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, a good friend of mine, I believe we might have i q or it's dialing iQ, which is good. I do like your lavalier mic, by the way, Dan. That is pretty snazzy, sir thank you uh, <laughs>
1: how's, how's the sound quality
2: oh it's great I, I i was gonna say something about it last week but i'm like no 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 we'll let uh we'll 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 we'll, we'll let dan play his reindeer games with his lavalier mic and then i will wait until <laughs> the next week and uh, and put him over as they say in the world of pro wrestling and uh <laughs> so here. iq the 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 man the myth the legend um, Thank you. You know what? You know, I was on Frank Cattolo's uh, Cattolo Chronicles a couple weeks ago, and uh, Frank was telling me, he was like, you know, you always have all those right-wing guys on your show. And I said, and, and he goes, I don't like any of them. And I said, you like IQ. And he goes, well, I like IQ. But he's not a right-wing guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I figured you would um, – like to hear that frank thinks you're cool so and i think our and i think our guest might have joined us bam can you hear us hey hey what's up my friend i uh i don't see you on video are you going to be doing video with us today you don't have to do video with us if you don't want to do video
0: yes i can yes you can look uh, at that I just, I just pulled into a spot where I can do video. <laughs>
2: now, 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 the next question from Dan's going to be: Where were you that you couldn't do video? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you
1: how many times I've done what she's done and pulled into a parking lot or off the side of the road to hold the. the uh, Mars oh, going up my steering wheel and try to keep it from bouncing.
2: Many times. <laughs> 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 Many a time. <laughs> Many a time.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, we have a uh, tremendous guest to join us here on our big program. By the way, we have Dan Perkins, as, as you're hearing and seeing, the uh, best-selling author. He he writes for far too many uh, places for us to even have time to get to. Um, and then we have, of course, our good friend IQ Rizzoli, who is the original ferret in the Jello fight. And we have with us today my good friend Pam Oaks, the car care for the clueless maven um you you you, you, you've probably seen her on the front of major magazines and uh as uh, she she is the inspiration for dollars to donuts and let's hope she brought the donuts uh pam oaks is with us today and uh pam you have written a great book called car care for the clueless you also have find me auto help um I want to start off today with you telling us a little bit about these books and then I'm sure that uh, Dan and IQ will jump in with some questions because uh, I don't know about IQ, but as everybody knows, I'm clueless when it comes to cars.
0: (laughs) I'm here to help. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) I've had my own shop for 20 years, started it myself. And I grew it to 12 base 15 guys sold it my 20-year plan and even before that I was um, leasing a, a shop from someone and then going forward now I'm on the other side of the coin and doing uh, the engineering aspect working with the uh, the manufacturers teaching I, I just love it I just love the industry I'm fourth generation my great-grandfather taught me how to uh, set the choke on a 69 Plymouth. His first lesson, in fact, I was there when he was picking it up, complaining about the color. I he said, I wanted it blue. And he says, no, he got that dark green. Remember that horrible dark green? And they brought it back. Why did they bring that back? It was horrible back in 69. But that's <laughs> another story for another time. And. Uh, i i just love it i just love the industry and unfortunately you know like a lot of businesses out there you usually have one or two bad apples Yes. and the, the way the vehicles are going the, the new tech the emerging tech people are getting more and more clueless let's face it they uh they get in the car they look at that infotainment right there in the center of that tv screen in the center of their dash all those buttons it's like what? What what are we doing here, right? Yeah. So make a long story short, I wrote a book. I yes. wrote a book to protect the consumer and to uh, keep their money in their wallet, teach them how to do an auto budget, showing them what they need to uh, pay attention to at the shop, and uh, how to uh, see, figure out if they're getting bamboozled. And the two words that I always tell everybody, why why do i need this show me why i need this repair and the second one is how how is this going to affect the performance of my vehicle how is it going to affect my wallet
2: yeah we've got pam oaks with us today and uh pam can talk about cars she can talk uh she can talk politics i've talked a little bit of everything with pam over the years um i want to start with dan perkins dangerous dan perkins as, as a pr person told me a cu- couple couple months ago um <laughs> dan doesn't look dangerous there from his radio studio and his and his yellow under armor shirt so
0: nobody he, he, he's thinking though you <laughs> can see those wheels turning yeah you well, can tell
2: uh, dan wow. go ahead my friend
1: uh that's that's a keen observation because that's what I get paid to do is think <laughs> I'm, I'm hired thinkers for a lot of different people um, the, the, the car issue I, I've always loved cars um, when I was younger I had more time I could work on cars but after I got you know and I actually needed to earn a living uh, I didn't have a lot of time to, to cars I figured out the, the problem though on cars a long time ago lease it for three years and walk away and get a new one <laughs> Everything's covered by warranty. I don't have to do anything. I just go. Um, and if hey. I don't like if I don't like the car color, you know, maybe I'll get out of it sooner. But but um, I want to ask you a question about mm-hmm. Elon Musk said he doesn't believe that there's enough surplus electrical power in the United States to run the cars that he thinks he's going to generate and, and manufacture, much less everybody yeah. else. So um, we may have a situation where capacity to generate electrical power may be a limiting factor of how many cars we can make. What does that do to the transportation infrastructure? That's my first question. Well, actually
0: he he is right because our electrical grid is so outdated and does anybody have any plans for that right now? I don't know. but we're moving forward. Everybody wants the BEV, BEV battery electric vehicle. It's uh, it's just not as, how would you say, uh, economically feasible as everybody wants it. Even the battery, the battery issue, we have limitations on the battery, how far the battery is going to uh, have us travel. We're getting a cold snap right now in Florida. As you can see, I've got... <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually wearing it. Well, today I'm wearing it because it didn't get out of the 40s until about noon today. And uh, when you have that cold, that reduces battery performance. Gets super hot, reduces battery performance. You're going to see the hybrid really kick in now. The hybrid... You have your electric vehicle and you have your gasoline or diesel engine. You're gonna be seeing a lot of that. And until we build up our grid, that's gonna be what's prevalent. Uh, The IC engine is still here. The internal combustion engine is still here because it's gonna help us move into electric vehicles. Elon Musk is very smart. He did what they should have done back in the turn of this last century, when we had electric cars back there, and built the infrastructure. You see the Tesla, Tesla plugins everywhere now. He's built that infrastructure, and oh, by the way, that's not a freebie. You're paying when you're uh, juicing that car up, but um, you know they're they're still limited limited in range you can go maybe uh, 150, 200 miles. Right. And then you so, have to juice up again. There's, so, there's a lot of things going on with it.
1: Let me, let me, let me throw you a, a curve, a little bit of a curve. I see electric cars as an interim. But the longer term solution is going to be hydrogen fuel. Oh, yeah. Where you don't Uh, need a power plant to charge it.
0: No, no, you don't. And they are doing a lot of hydrogen fuel over in Asia. And uh, we really should be doing it here. You know, years ago, when they were fussing about emissions and MPG, we have CNG, um, compressed natural gas. Right. And we had a lot of vehicles out there that are gasoline, you can retrofit them. Why weren't they doing that back then, right? Yeah, I was was,
1: in the money management business and I worked, I wanna say maybe seven, eight years ago with a company called Clean Energy Fuels that provides uh, compressed natural gas to drive trucks and cars. And Uh the stock has just exploded as the alternative, um, it was a while coming, but it, it it's very clean. I live I live in Southwest Florida, and I it didn't get cold enough to take my jacket off at all today. In fact, it got colder as the day went on, into mm-hmm. the forties. But um, what what I, I I met the the gentleman who owned the major garbage hauling fleet in Fort Myers five six years okay. ago. And he started replacing his diesel cars, his diesel trucks, with um, compressed natural gas. And his entire fleet has been replaced with—it's all compressed natural gas. He gets incredible fuel economy. The engines are more efficient. They yes. fire better, less yes. maintenance. And um, and so compressed natural gas is really a, a better alternative fuel for, uh, for cars, but ultimately— um, these liquid fuels, uh, fuel cells. I mean we can we can power our ships to go to the moon with fuel cells. Why can't we public right. why, why can't we hand up our cars? Second question well,
0: well you're you're a money manager, right? Yes ma'am. Why? Where's the money flowing? Who's got the power? Well, that's the direction we're going in, right? Yeah,
1: but see that that's that's a, that's an interesting question. One would think because the administration is talking so much about clean energy fuels the, the a lot of the money isn't going there it's not going yeah. to green energy it's they've they've already lost a lot of money slender lost a half a billion dollar government loan 500 million dollars on solar panels and they couldn't work but i'm curious about what your reaction to is the the xl pipeline controlling the amount of oil coming out through canada and whether or not it's a precursor to other significant curtailments of fossil fuels that puts our national security events in, in, in effect in the United States.
0: You know, people think of fossil fuels and they think of what? They think of the uh, Florida Power and Light plant. I used to live in Southwest Florida, so I'm familiar. And by the way, the sheriff's department there, they used to be CNG and they went back to gasoline. Go figure. But Needless to say, they're, they're thinking uh, these power plants and internal engine combustion, so on and so forth. But what they're not thinking of is the factories that require fossil fuel to create things like wind turbines and um, uh, other, quote unquote, clean energy like uh, solar panels. They They need the fossil fuels. And it's, it's it's not gonna stop because it would stop production of everything.
1: So if we continue to close our coal-fired plants, we continue to put more and more pressure on an ancient grid that someday Good. could just collapse and we'll be in darkness for a long time.
0: For a long time. Yep. Yes, for a long time. And people, they, they don't look past the exhaust pipe on the car. Okay, they're not looking at the overall picture. And uh, it's sad, but just got to get the word out. That's the thing, got to so get the word
1: if, out about this. If, if, if I could ask her one more question in this segment. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Who do you think makes the best cars in the world? Safety, reliability, fuel efficiency, whatever, however you want to measure it, who makes the best?
0: You know, it's not like it was 40, 50 years ago. Uh, we, hit, we have come to the point that people are merging with other people before it used to be General Motors and Toyota, for an example. And a Toyota Corolla was the same thing as a Chevy Malibu. It was made out of the uh, <laughs> Fremont plant in California, which Tesla took over after they uh, were told to split up in 2010. Um, now, General Motors, they just got an infusion of 12.5 billion last year. From Honda, so now they are sharing technology, and Mazda is sharing the technology. Well, actually, Nissan purchased Mitsubishi, but there's, they're all sharing technology back and forth. So it's not like you can put your finger on and say, uh, "Yes, ABC Tier One manufacturer has the best-made vehicle out there." Because the other part of this is that for longevity and performance, it's all gonna be based on where are these parts being manufactured and the specs. And when they're manufacturing the parts, are they allowed to have subcontractors? There was a recall a few years back where um, Aston Martin, they had a recall from 2007 to 2014 because the company they were dealing with they went and they subcontracted and that subcontractor in asia was using counterfeit dupont plastic wow. and these little elbows were snapping so and of course and i asked martin what are you going to do you're going to you know wide open throttle to the floor stomp on that pedal and these little pieces were snapping in half, and the engine would rev, just like an old carburetor when that spring would snap. The engine would rev, and you'd just roll to a stop. So, you know, you're thinking about who's making the best cars. Whoever's making the best cars, they're putting the quality parts in there. And where are they getting these quality parts? That, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, Takata, there's another example right there. Well, Takata, they kind of buried themselves because they knew back in the late 90s, all they needed was a three cent coat of paint on that cylinder, ammonium nitrate cylinder of the bag when you're in an accident. And guess what? They didn't, so that porous metal, that ammonium nitrate became supercharged. Instead of the bag coming out, you had shrapnel from the housing coming out. Again, who is making the part? That's what's going (laughs) to sink or swim any any manufacturer.
1: So if if you're not willing to tell us who you think makes the best car, can you go to the other end of the spectrum and say, (laughs) Who makes
0: the the worst car? car? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of tough for me to actually say outright because I work with a tier one manufacturer, and... uh, (laughs) Huh. If I say yes or no, I don't want to show favoritism or have them say... <laughs> oh, I, mean don't I completely point, understand.
2: You know I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. We've got so, uh, Pam Oaks okay. with us today.
0: But, but you know, if, if you want to know who makes a better car versus a not-so-great car... Yeah. They have Consumer Reports. Now, Consumer Reports, everybody says, oh, there it is, top, top-tier vehicle and top-tier appliance, so on and so forth... But if you dig behind what Consumer Reports is, part of it's gonna be the author of the article. They're gonna have their opinion in there. Then they take a survey, a reader's survey, who doesn't know anything about vehicles. And then they kind of take a little smattering of manufacturer. So are you getting a true, true evaluation? No.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Ask, Ask word of mouth. You know, there's nothing like word of mouth. (laughs) seriously and look and go online and go on one of the car sites look and see what's out there if something's hard to find that's going to be a a well-made vehicle I'll tell you that if something is out there that's hard to find that there's maybe only 10 of them and you look in the same category uh, apples to apples to another SUV for an example and there's Ten thousand of them you know the grouping that has 10 is a better made vehicle
2: that's good point awesome. thank you that's awesome we've got pam oaks with us today findmeautohelp.com is the official website it is the supersonic website of record findmeautohelp.com and uh find me auto help is the uh latest book from the great pam oaks and uh <laughs> Pam, you you've done you, you you did radio back in the day. You did a uh, little minute commentaries uh, on 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 automotive. You've written several books. Uh, what's what's next for you? Nobel Pre- Peace Prize or <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, definitely not a peace
0: prize. No. <laughs> yes, Peter, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because, you know, I, I want what's right. And I want what's yeah. right for the consumer and what's right for the driver. And that's why I did the Find Me Auto Help. And this time I put a website with it. Yeah. And um, as at the end of the month, we're actually going to be uh, incorporating ATIS in it. I've been uh, recalibrating ADAS now for a year. I have my own setup and I go and I troubleshoot the different shops as well. I do training for several tier one uh, companies, automotive companies, and some other non-automotive companies for their fleet services. but um, to make long story short. Uh, I, I just want to get the word out. Yeah. And I think it's important. We have ADAS coming up, Advanced Driver Assist Systems. People get in the cars, they don't understand. All they hear is that beep, 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 beep. Yes. And uh, they <laughs> need that. That's more to it than that. And they need to understand, you know, a lot of them have uh, uh, lane departure issues. And, you know, they don't realize something as simple as an alignment. The alignment's out one degree all it takes is one degree one degree wow 60 feet is one foot and you can Holy get a false positive so they they need to know these things what they're driving and that's what i want to do for them awesome well in layman's terms
2: iql risoli s- sitting here listening to, to pam and dan and uh and me and pam what, what do you have to add to the conversation my friend
3: i love what she's doing i have a toyota a small car, but I tell you something, it's an amazing car. It's 10 years old, and I, couldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. It's worth maybe $1,500. But um, no, it just happens to be excellent. It doesn't fail, which is good. But the most important thing is the grid. You were talking about national grid. You really don't have a national grid. And if there is any terror attack, I'm not kidding if there is any terror attack in a war condition, the national yep. grid would be the first.
0: Yeah, that's what I did. It would be the first, that's it. You know, they say up to three BEV, remember battery electric vehicles, three BEV vehicles per block, and that's it, because the grid can't handle it. That's really- Wow. Amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what do you think, then?
0: It's the grid.
1: I, I happen to know an author who wrote a uh, novel that talked about a nuclear attack against the grid <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yes. And, yes. How, and how, <laughs> how it impacted the, the Internet and, and technology and everything just came to a screeching halt when a power plant in New York and, and uh, uh, Hoover Dam were taken out. It shut down the entire country. So I know a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> I agree with you, and 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 I wrote the book and published it in 2017, and uh, they've done nothing but close an ungodly number of coal-fired power plants because they want to be green energy, and it, it's yes. it's a disaster a, 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 a biblical proportions that's coming, and there's no nobody cares about it.
0: So I got a question, how do we get the word out? Cuz I I preach it, you've been preaching it, but nobody's listening. So how do we get this word out?
1: Well, I think it that's a that's a that's a that's a question that you could ask about a lot of things in this country. Right. Why can we why can't we 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 can't get the word out because what you want to say and what I want to say doesn't fit the paradigm of the mainstream media. Yep. They don't want anybody to question the Green New Deal and green energy and and global warming and all that stuff. They don't want to talk about it. So they've become so indoctrinated against that, whatever we want to say, that we don't get a forum. So, unfortunately, the only way we'll get the forum is when it finally collapses. And I don't know when that will be, but it's like the emperor, the children's book, The Emperor had, Wore No Clothes. People don't understand what's going on, and because somebody said the emperor was wearing clothes when he was naked, they were afraid to say anything. Well, we have a lot of people in this country who are afraid to say anything. It behooves both of us, and IQ and Jim, wherever we are, yep. to continually talk about this, because eventually it will happen, what we've been talking yep. about Oh, yeah. And we're going to pay a very high price for it.
0: Yeah, it's coming. We just
1: have, we just have to keep talking. Better we keep talking Fair. than not talk at all.
2: Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that too. We have got uh, Pam Oaks with us today. She joins us live here in her broadcast. She had car care for the clueless on uh, Web Talk Radio and WGRN Radio for several years. She uh, she has a uh, just a tremendous background. She's also a former newspaper reporter and editor, which is awesome. So, tell us about your journalism background. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, while I was going through uh, school, I uh, got a job at a newspaper, and I was an editorial, and I was doing features, and it was getting me through school, and I got hooked. But my first love was automotive, so if anybody knows anything about, even back then, journalism, they didn't pay you anything, so I was <laughs> Thank God I had the car part to fall back on because that's what I was doing for uh, extra money. That was my part-time job. So I'd repair a reporter's car or do whatever. <laughs> and uh, then, awesome. uh, yeah, that's how it worked. But um, I moved up through the ranks, and they paid you a little bit more, but a ton more responsibility. And I wouldn't have given that memory up for anything because I did a lot. Uh, the press pass was very mighty back then and I seen a lot, I got to do a lot but um, moving forward, there was uh, a time where we had little rumbling saying, you know they're more interested in almost creating the story than reporting the story sensationalism mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. uh, one point where uh, we had not there in lee county but a neighboring county where a county commissioner literally beat the snot out of his wife and the publisher says no we're not putting that on the front page and i says well you know they're they're kind of looking for the guy (laughs) he took off he's a wanted man so with somebody else you'd have that on the front page they're looking for him actively and they says no we can't because they're buddies well I didn't listen and I put it on the page, above the fold, they were wow. looking for them. okay? <laughs> and so then I got banished to another uh, sister paper in Siberia for a few months. <laughs> I guess they're supposed to learn my lesson, but the more and more I was look, and you know, that's just manipulation, and by the way, I've seen other newspapers, because all of us talk and everything, that they, you know, even back then in the 80s, I know a couple of instances where they manipulated uh, by publicity an election, okay?
2: Wow.
0: Left things out, added things, you know, legitimate things, but things that didn't need to be added, but just to favor their buddy, their friend. But uh, it came to a point that there was an incident, it was a multiple homicide And uh, needless to say, I could get into anything because you just act like you belong there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they had the the funeral at the, uh, it was the day after Christmas and it was, uh, it was pretty bad. It was, it was a drug deal that went horribly wrong and the wrong house got hit and the father and three of the, well, the three children got shot.
2: Wow. The
0: wife got out. And they had the funeral and nobody could get in. And I got in with the little baby tape recorders like we used to have. And uh, I taped it, I sat in the back and we went to go out of the chapel. And I mean, it was a national news item. Uh, they had all the big names there and the national stations there. And they just, the doors opened and they just went right in. And the first thing they said was, how do you feel? They're saying this to the widow. She, She's burying her three kids and her husband. How do you feel? And I thought about that, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I says, we're losing touch here. The media's starting to lose touch. So I remember calling my dad that night, and I says, give me six months. I'm coming down. And I did. And it was the happiest day. It was the happiest day. You did the right thing.
3: You did the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, everybody... Everybody thought I was nuts. They says, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've had enough. And I've had some reporters who had worked for me come up to me even 10 years ago saying, you know, we all thought you were insane for leaving the media. And now we wish we did the same.
2: <laughs> well, uh-huh. what, what do you think about that, Dan? That is uh, amazing. Well, I've had some people tell me I should leave the media. <laughs> Yes, I have I have dinner several emails from uh, from <laughs> I uh
0: some of them they just I mean they're the story. The story isn't the story. Them broadcasting, they they create the story. Right. And they think yes. it's about them and it's not.
1: I uh, uh in everything that I write and and I write probably now for on a rotating basis maybe 30 35 various blogs all over the country. And um the one thing that I insist on in, in when I write a story, uh, I put a hyperlink to sources, so that whatever I'm yeah. saying, yeah. you just click on the on the on the red line and you'll see exactly where it came from and exact quote from people. Uh, and I I tell people, you know, I'm basically, if you don't like what I'm doing, don't publish it. I've got a lot of other people that like to publish it. And uh, I'm adding, as I'm sorry to say to, to Mr. Jim, I've added three more publishers in the last two weeks who <laughs> <laughs> saw my stuff and decided they wanted to start running it. So, um, But uh, I love to write. I absolutely, and, and whether it's writing fiction or children's books or current events, commentary, I just love to write. And, and I love to tell a story. And if I'm doing... Nonfiction. I want to make sure that the story is as true as my sources can tell me.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And you're, you're a rare gem now because they have figured out they don't have to prove it, right? They can say, yeah. well, you know, my opinion, it's an opinion piece. It's not an article anymore. They're becoming opinion pieces. So you're right. a rare gem that you're doing all this. We're lucky to have you. No, I'm not oh, saying I, that because okay. you're there. I mean, we need this. Media's lost touch. Well, what, what, did, what
1: did that person say? I was the meanest man on radio, or something yes, like that.
2: Yeah? Yes, yes. Uh, we had a guest booker, who uh, and 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 th- this has now happened to me uh, a, a couple months in a row. But we had this uh, this gentleman on. He was he was a progressive. That's always how it starts. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Dan was asking him questions. And then he apparently didn't want to answer some of the questions. He did anyway. But then he complained to his, uh, his press people. And they sent me a, an email and said that Dan is very dangerous and that he's a mean man. And oh and, and he shouldn't be on the radio and all these things. And then um, you did a show, uh, I, I believe, uh, hell, this last Sunday, Pam, you interviewed with J. Bird Wells. And I got a, I I got a deal last week from a guest booker who was, she's very dangerous now too. And and (laughs) apparently, apparently Jay is dangerous because she interviewed a woman about the history of this, this woman who's a lawyer from New York. Once again, that's always how it starts. Um, She had written a book. (laughs) She had written a book about the history of the second amendment. And Jay asked her one que- uh, Asked her a question. She said, when you were researching the book, did you attend any gun shows and talk to any gun owners? And this woman said no. Well, then the woman reported back to her press people that Jay had attacked her.
0: <laughs> I'm oh like... Oh, my God.
2: And I'm like... She asked her a question about attending gun shows. (laughs) So, Dan, you you know, know, we need to team Dan and Jay up. They could be dangerous on on the radio at some point. The dangerous brother. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) If if you ever notice, though, when people says, oh, you're mean to me, you attack me or whatever, (laughs) no. It's because you got busted for not thoroughly doing your job. (laughs) and writing both pro and con on it, right? Yes. You're just looking at every facet. Now, if I didn't do that while I was repairing a vehicle, diagnosing a vehicle, and it was an electric vehicle, I'd be electrocuted, right? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I didn't check every facet. And you know, I don't know what they're teaching in J school nowadays, but uh, that's not how it used to be. You used to have to prove your sources and used to show, you know, pro and con. That was the article. That was the story.
1: You used to have to have two credible sources. Yeah. For <laughs> yes. For organization that you made. Yes. Yeah. You don't need Not any credible. Yeah. It's the famous um, person who was speaking because of anonymity couldn't disclose, disclose who he or she was, which was generally a code for there ain't nobody there. This is just my opinion. And, exactly. And, and I, I, that, that was so prevalent for the four years of Donald Trump that the, the, the fake news and the, and the stories that, that had no credibility. It just, it just amazed me. So anyway,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so what's next on your horizon?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm doing a lot of training. In fact, I had training again last night. I had it today. I was just coming back from a group. Uh, it's, You know, I'm working with the consumer, trying to get the consumer uh, car care savvy. But at the same time, these technicians or wannabe technicians need to become really, really savvy when it comes to popping the hood and doing a diagnosis. We've got a lot of work, guys, because there's a lot of places out there that, um, how would you say, they think that they're putting their hard earned money and of course paying the tuition and what a lot of them are developing a lot, not all, but it's a diploma bill. I'm just going to come out and say it. (laughs) They're coming out with nothing. And I experienced this when I had my shop and I would try to hire from some of these places, reputable, well-known, well-advertised places. And um, I would say, well, can you do A, B, and C, and they're looking at you like you grew another head on your shoulder. Oh, what? what's that? We didn't cover that. I had a, uh, a I do ASC uh, prep, and I had someone who attended one of these schools for two years. They got her a job at a dealership. It was a female, as a matter of fact. She changed, She was changing in oil and, and busting tires for almost two years, and they just said, Okay, thank you for the money. Um, We're gonna stick you in the dealership, have a nice life. Can't do that. Wow. So we got her her, uh, her G1 and her 609. She had her 609 already. And it's important, they need to have that base. They don't have that base, forget it. And there's a lot for them to catch up. We grew up in it. I mean, we grew up with carburetors and pulling heads and doing valve jobs. These guys, you say something and they're like, huh? So you gotta give them that good base and but to, that's but to, what I've been doing.
1: But but today, with the computers on board that do the diagnostic work.
0: They don't.
1: Oh, they don't. They give,
0: they give you a code, they give you a starting point. Everybody thinks you plug in that little scanner and it tells you everything. It gives you a starting point and from that point, you have to have the chops to figure out what's going on. You have to look at the data stream. You have to look at other components that affect that specific code because it could be one thing and you're going after that and it could be something as simple as because the battery or the alternator is not within specs and it's creating a false positive, for an example. So you have, there's steps that have to be done. And you know you do this day in, day out, they forget about it, they forget to do these steps, and it comes and bites them in the butt. And who's paying? We're paying as the consumer because they forgot or they weren't properly trained. And that's in the book too, to tell how to find a quality shop.
1: Do you get any pushback because you're a woman?
0: Oh, all the time, but I don't care. yeah I don't care it's like no I don't look at myself as a female in the automotive industry I look at myself as a professional in the automotive industry
1: are there more and more women getting into that business
0: Uh, they're getting into the business but I feel that they're in the wrong areas there's less than 1% out there that are female turning wrenches and it's a lot of fun I mean I really enjoy it because it's it's just not the physical, it's it's the mental aspect, too. You, you have a vehicle coming in, never saw the vehicle before, <clears> has <throat> an issue, it's got over 30,000 moving parts underneath that body, let's find out what's wrong, okay? I love the challenge, I love the puzzle. But you're seeing more and more women, what are they coming in? And unfortunately, and I'll say this to them because there's a women's group that They don't like me anyway because I tell them everybody needs to know this, just not women. But you'll see more and more they're in HR, they're in accounting, they're in marketing. There's some engineers. I had worked with this tier one, and I kid you not, this tier one company, and they had me on a specific floor in a specific building, and the whole floor maybe 250, 300 engineers on that floor, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was there as a contract. I didn't count. There was only two women on that floor, me and somebody else who was in the engineering aspect. They had a few other women, they were acting as secretaries, receptionists, et cetera, et cetera. They weren't actually involved. And I saw one of her counterparts, about the same age, and he would just beat on this woman. And so when he would go around her cubicle, I would kind of hover over and I'd listen and he says, well, you got to learn that you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't show emotion and all that. And I never saw that out of her and she was just taking it. And I said to her, I says, you know, next time he comes over, I says, you stand up and you point towards his cubicle and you tell him to go back to this hole. That you got this, because if you didn't have this, you wouldn't be here. <laughs>
2: That's Just awesome. Stand
0: up for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it was me, and it was her. That was it. Wow. Now, IQl
2: Rizzoli, where where you you're you're originally from the Middle East? That would they let women work on cars over there? Very few,
3: maybe one, maybe one in a million. I'm not kidding with you. Maybe one no. in a
0: million. Yeah, one one of the team. He was from Egypt, and he told me the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: One in a million. I'm, I'm not. Fact, I'm not even exaggerating. But what I like now, when I see programs, for example, on aircraft carriers, many women are in, in aircraft carriers. Mm-hmm. Not a huge number out of 5,700 people, maybe there are 200 women. But nonetheless, they are in really high position. Really, you know, look, in the Middle East, we have the mentality which is Islamic, which means the woman is inferior, full stop. Nothing to negotiate. But in reality, there is absolutely no difference mentally, intellectually, between a a woman and a man. After all, uh, madame curie she was the only human being with two nobel prize
0: yeah
3: it's a woman i'm not i'm using it as an example to even think that a woman is inferior in any way shape or form, except maybe physically wrong totally out of the you know uh, not only immature immat- immat- behavior stupid how can they be inferior they were generals in history they were queens The greatest queens, the most powerful queens in history were women. Victoria ruled an empire. The sun never set on it. So, I mean, the facts are there, but you see, it's a culture. It's a culture, it's an indoctrination. Now in the United States, you speak about feminism. You never had feminism. You had women who live in luxury talking about feminism. They mm-hmm. never supported the women of Islam. Did you know that? Not once did the feminists of America ever support the women in Islam. And I'm talking about now 750 million human beings who are oppressed by their males. Yeah. It's not an exaggeration. This is my background. I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. I was just gonna say all those that lost talent all, all that lost talent,
3: all absolutely, that lost. Absolutely, 50% of the human race in Islam is lost for nothing. Literally lost, that's why they're backwards. The reason I'm called IQ Rasul is not my name. I have to hide myself. Why, because I reveal, Dan reveals the truth, so they call him an aggressor. I reveal the truth about Islam, so my life is at stake has been for about 30 years now.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm in exile. And I'm proud. Why? Because I haven't had a single Muslim come against me. Not one, just to prove me wrong. I mean, it's so simple. IQ, you are, you are a liar. This is why you are a liar. Well, how come nobody has ever done that? Pam, it's not an exaggeration. I'm trying to give you an example. So yeah. when you stand up, I'm not shocked at all. You are not less important than I am, not less intelligent than I am. Why?
0: Doesn't make sense. Exactly, yeah. All that lost talent. Absolutely, it's it's amazing. And by the way,
3: most of the women in the Middle East, although oppressed, they are the ones who keep the family together. Not the man, the women. The trouble is they are undereducated, so their children are undereducated. Yeah. So you have generation after generation of undereducated people. So the facts are in front of you. There are 57 Muslim majority states in the world. 57. That's 28% of the United Nations. They are the least productive, least inventive, least creative in human history. And if somebody was to call me a racist, I love him. I am a <laughs> because I belong to the human race.
0: Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the guys. They accept me in the automotive industry. You know, I I just come right out and I tell them. I said, I'm not doing the. I'm a woman in the automotive industry. I says I'm a professional in the automotive industry. And this is what I've done. And I'm here to help you. And within about two minutes in the beginning of any of my classes that the, the one contractor sends me out and they send me literally from Puerto Rico all the way up to Alaska. I'm, I've always got high regards for the guys who are sitting there in those chairs and back. I mean, there's there's genuine respect for each other. Well, they because should we're be. Talking, you kn- we're talking cars.
3: Because you know that as much as they do. And sometimes maybe you know more than they do. Why should they respect you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying I'm respecting what they're doing too. You know, I'm coming in teaching them new technology, things they have to look for, things they have to pay attention to. But um, yeah, it's it's a shame that we can't just go across the board like this and... Well, as we said a few minutes ago. Let's grow intellectually
3: all three of us all four of us have to do what we are doing and continue doing it that's all there is to it really we can't go back
2: no no well uh Dan uh sure. you you've uh, uh you you've covered it today here you and IQ have, have done a heck of a job here with <laughs> Pam uh We're Pam
1: not in the same church as you as her <laughs> but uh um I'm one of those Americans who has and grew up as a passion for cars. My first car, you'll remember this, my first car was a 1959 Ford Fairlane 500 convertible. Sweet. Black with a white top and a red and white interior and a 450 horsepower dual four Engine, mm. it got gallons per mile.
0: Yep, you passed everything but a gas station.
1: Yes, correct. Oh, <laughs> man, It was incredible. Yeah,
0: she
1: wish you had huge, that
0: today. Yeah,
1: huge car. I mean, it went It mm-hmm. just like a block. I mean, it would just go on forever. You had a back seat that you could actually use as a back seat in those yeah. days. It was amazing. I love that car. Oh, yes. <laughs> And I spent many a, many a Saturday night outside of Columbus, Ohio on the 3C highway chasing somebody else um, for money, but it, that, was, that was a different time in my life, but what a car. It was, it was just... That's awesome. Had a police, a 450 horsepower police interceptor engine in it, and it was just unbelievable. Which reminds me, real quick, I know we're almost out of time.
2: Yes, go. I
1: want to know, who's going to get the franchise to bring all those 1950s and 60 cars out of Cuba back into the United States and make a fortune.
0: I know. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? I'd love to be a part of that. But I was
1: disappointed recently because they can't get replacement engines, so they're putting Toyota engines or or whatever in these classic 57 Chevy or 52 Chevy, I mean, oh man, they ruined the car. But the bodies are, I'm amazed that they're still in such great shape.
0: Well, we won't have matching numbers, but we can always uh, slot, shoehorn something in there when it gets over here in the States.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And hopefully maybe they kept the head in the block. We can take it from there.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, maybe That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh well Pam, uh, this has been an honor and a privilege. Thanks for chatting with me and Dan and IQ well, thank today. Oh,
0: well, thank you. My gosh. I just I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Now, uh Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity. But before, before we
2: let everybody go, I want to start with IQ. IQ, how do we get a hold of you online, get your books and everything else, sir? Very simple. My books are on Amazon, Lifting the Veil, the True
3: Faces of Muhammad and Islam. All you have to do is Google my name, O L I. and you will know more about Islam than the imam.
2: <laughs> and I'll tell you we, we have had some we have had some imams on this program with IQ and uh, he, he's not he's not BSing about that uh, Great, <laughs> Dan uh, give us an update on your on your nonprofit profit and uh, the, the the radio programs everything
1: well the um, I believe this later this week if things go well Um, We are going to uh, launch some commercials about our CV Acute and CV Defense antiviral products. Awesome. In 70 million households over the next 60 days. Wow. 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 And um, Roku just announced that they're now up to 50 million subscribers. We have now access to all of those people So we're, we're, we're growing like crazy And it's driving me crazy Because I don't have enough hours in a day <laughs> But um, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an exciting time to be creative and have fun And I'm still continuing to work on my World War II romance novel And occasionally do a little editing On my historical fiction of Abraham Lincoln And I'm hoping that both of them might be out this year awesome
2: um something that and and i don't know if i must have just missed it i i don't know um how did your drive for the veterans uh the sock thing go over the holidays we, had, we, had
1: a, we have a foundation called songs and stories where we've been working for six years working it right now at 131 veterans facilities across the country we've given away twenty thousand mp3 players for to deal with traumatic brain injury post-traumatic stress disorder sleep deprivation and suicide prevention for the last four years between Thanksgiving and Christmas we have run a drive for shoes and socks for homeless veterans and uh, we we only had two and a half weeks to do it this year but we brought in 400 pairs of shoes and a thousand pairs of socks Wow so the VA was very helpful, happy with us in, in helping see that when a homeless veteran comes into a VA facility, they don't usually have the kind of shoes necessary to go out and look for a job. Yep. And so we, we get all kinds of shoes for both men and women veterans, and that's part of, the, part of the service that the VA does is not only get them clothes, but get them shoes and socks so that they can go out and, and look presentable to get a job and then have something to wear after they get a job. So we were thrilled, it wasn't as much as last year, we had less time and uh, we, we believe that the COVID had some impact, but we got shoes and socks from virtually all over the country in addition to here in Southwest Florida. So we're absolutely thrilled that we're able to help 400 plus veterans.
2: Awesome.
0: I'm, an, I'm gonna have to give your name to my DAR group there, Fort Myers Estero Bay, DAR. Sure, love it. And uh, yeah, you need some extra hands, some extra help. Always. There's almost 200 of us in there now, so. Wow. And I do remote, so.
1: So give us, I a, miss, Jim and give I us a Jim
0: give
1: send, send Jim a note and he'll get it to me and I'll reach yes. out
0: to them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you yeah. need some extra, extra hands and uh, feet on the ground with that. They'd yeah. love that.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll do it. Thank you. Well, Thank you for today.
0: Well, Pam, before we let you go,
2: how do people get your book? Get involved with you online? Everything.
0: Uh, just go to findmeautohelp.com, dot com. Same name as the book. Find me auto help. It's on Amazon, and it's all about keeping money in the consumer's pocket and keeping them savvy. Awesome.
2: Well, uh, yeah, Pam, get me that information. I'll get it over to Dan, and uh, we will uh, we will go from there. Uh, thanks to IQ. Thanks to Dan, and uh, thanks to Pam. And uh, I I will see everybody next week. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, there they go, Pam Oaks from FindMeAutohelp.com. And get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com as well. That is going to wrap it up here for our big program. If you think that we have earned a five-star review, go give it to us over there on Spotify, Talk Show, or wherever the heck you download this podcast. Thanks for joining us here. Let's Honor World Fame's Chiggy Chigwa Radio Project.